to the Loving the Fight Marriage podcast. It's so cool to have you with us today. Oh, Don, I am ecstatic to be here and to hang out with all of you guys that are listening out there. We just got back from an awesome week of vacation. We got to spend some time with some really fun people and relax and walk the beach, and it was great. It was incredible. I think we met, went like 40 miles on we the beach. Did. Didn't yep. we, Don? It's so good to get away. Kept up all of our steps and thousands yeah, of them. To hold hands right. and uh, walk on the beach and really just greet the sun when it came right. up and, and to be in Florida, such a beautiful place when the sun went down. Yep, enjoying each other and enjoying the weather and just having a break. Vacations are so needed. They're so needed. They fill our buckets. But you know what, Don? We've got a problem. We are running out of summer. We are. Fall is definitely getting closer and the temperatures are starting to cool off and eventually we'll be in the winter, but we're enjoying these last summer days that we have. Yeah, and I'm really enjoying though the brisk mornings when we go for a run. Yeah. We went for a run at 5.30 this morning, ran like three, four miles. That was so fun, but we're not freezing cold. No, so wish we could make summer last forever, but it won't. Well, I am an imagination kind of person. You are. Not uh, just kind of. You really are. Yeah. <laughs> I often tell people I think in pictures. I love imagination. And as a kid, I had an incredibly vivid one. I mean, if you could think it or dream it, man, I had already done so. Imagination was the place where my thoughts as a kid could run wildly through my mind like a horse in an open field, you know, that just sees the wide open field and takes off. The next level of imagination as a kid or even as an adult was the dream world that I would have sometimes at night. I don't know why, Don, but as a kid, I had not only crazy imagination during the day, but I had wild dreams at night, vivid dreams. And dreams, in my opinion, they're the wild west of imagination. (laughs) There are no boundaries with imagination in dreams that we dream at night when we're all sleeping. But I happen to think that dreams are amazing. I love them. Recently, I talked with someone who told me that they taught themselves how to fly in their dreams. No way. Yeah, (laughs) they did. And I think it's kind of cool. I'm not sure about it. It seems a little strange, but I'm like, okay. But here's the thing. Honestly, dreams, at least the good ones, can be so fun. I know in my dreams, and maybe many of you have, I've won a ton of money. I've hiked crazy high mountains. I've scored the best jobs. I've eaten some of the most amazing meals, and I've traveled to different parts of the world all in my dreams at night while I was sleeping. And again, dreams are the wild west of thoughts and imagination. I love dreams that come when we sleep at night because they are, in my opinion, an internal movie theater of thoughts splashing crazy fun possibilities across the silver screens of our minds. I also love the ability to dream good dreams and to laugh about the craziness of them when I wake up. I mean, I have had some crazy dreams. You haven't are I a wild dreamer and it's funny. I feel like you just need a big old bucket of popcorn, you know, because you do love your dreams. You like yeah. to dream. You have an imagination like no other. I don't really feel like I have a big imagination, but yours is just unending. Yeah, it's crazy. And maybe that popcorn and the Diet Mountain Dew that I'm chasing it down with fires up my dreams. Right. I don't know, but it does happen. Now, one of the craziest experiences in life is when your dreams 
become a reality, or at least you think they become a reality. Don, I know that you know what I'm talking about. You're already sitting there <laughs> laughing at me. Some of you might be wondering what I'm talking about. You see, I come from a very unique family with a sort of hidden superpower, is, maybe, yeah. or a curse. I'm not sure. But I'll let Don unpack some of what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know when we first got married, I would quickly be awoken in the middle of the night by you jumping out of bed and running around the house, <laughs> looking out the windows, and you weren't there. Like, you were just gone in your mind. You were sound asleep. You were a sleepwalker. Our daughter, when she was younger, there was many times she would get out of her bed and she would walk around the house or she'd come and she would talk to us, but she was sleepwalking. She didn't know that she was a sleepwalker. And nice thing is she grew out of it, but you really didn't grow out of it yet. I don't think I did. <laughs> you don't run quite as much as you did when you were younger, but you're definitely walk out, you know, your sleep. Yeah, I absolutely do. I'm a sleepwalker, but of course it doesn't just stop with me or our daughter. My mom is also a sleepwalker right. and she's done quite a bit of sleep talking. Now I'm a sleepwalker and my sleepwalking can be pretty funny or pretty pretty intense, Don, yeah, as you both. know, yep. and sometimes both. Yeah, it can be crazy. Now, you know this story, Don, but I want to share with all of you that are listening. We took a trip with a bunch of students. I was a youth pastor a long time ago. We took a, a trip to Florida, actually, where we were just at on vacation, and we went to this hotel, wonderful hotel, and we were up on the third floor. We went to bed that night, fell asleep, and all of a sudden, I woke up and I realized that the room was filling up with water. Right. Now, that's that's kind of strange, I thought, because we're on the third floor, but I was thinking we were in a ship and the ship was sinking and the room on this third floor of the hotel was filling up with water. So I did what you do on a ship when it's filling up with water. You try to get off. So I ran over to the window and I pulled as hard as I could on the window, but it wouldn't open up. That's a good thing it because good again, thing. I'm on the third floor and if it had opened up, I might've jumped you out, might've. which would have been terrible. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd be dead. But here's the thing. As soon as, as I realized that the window wasn't going to open, I ran over to the door and I thought, I've got to get out of this room on this ship because it's sinking, it's going down. And I kept pulling on the door, but that little lock was there because it's a hotel room. And finally, after about three pulls, I realized it. I threw open the lock, threw the door open, jumped out into the middle of the hall of what I thought was a ship, but it was really the third floor of a hotel. And I screamed as loud as I could at about three o'clock in the morning, we're sinking, we're <laughs> sinking. And I can't even imagine what people were thinking as they're laying in bed, hearing some weird guy yelling, we are sinking. It's funny because I was across the hall from you. And again, we were on a youth trip. We had tons of students with us filled with, you know, our rooms were filled with students and all of a sudden, I hear you in the hallway yelling that we're sinking. Like, this isn't a hotel, you guys. This isn't at our house. Right, right. A little bit embarrassing. And I'm sure you're like, what the heck is my husband up to now? You are a vivid sleepwalker, Travis. You act out your dreams. You are walking and whatever you're dreaming about is a reality to you in that moment. And fortunately, it doesn't happen every night. But yeah. probably once a month, I'm jumping up and living out my you dream. Are. It's pretty crazy. It's interesting because psychology today says this, during dreams, we experience an awesome occurrence, the ability of the mind to turn pure information into a dynamic, multi-dimensional reality. 
And that's exactly what you do, Travis. <laughs> you yeah. turn, you know, information into this reality and it just becomes alive and you're, but you're not there. You're sound asleep. Dreams are fun, don't you think, Travis? Like, I do. It's fun to dream about good things. And I always like to hear what you dream about because it's funny to think about and your imagination is so vivid. You have crazy, crazy dreams. You're the one, one of the craziest sleepwalkers that I know. I remember many times you yell in the middle of the night, you're like, Don, get up quick. And you had me jump out of bed. But one time in particular, you're like, Don, get up quick, (laughs) strip the bed. There are bugs everywhere. And I was trying to wake up because it was about two in the morning. Yeah. And I convinced you. You convinced me that there was bugs in our bed and you pulled off all the sheets And then all of a sudden I woke up and I was standing there and our bed was completely stripped and I had to make the bed. And I'm like, Travis, you woke us up again. In the middle of the night. Yeah, Yeah, you're like half asleep having to make your bed because I was convinced there's bugs. I know that time it was actually really frustrating. I was angry because we were sound asleep and we had to make the bed halfway through our sleep cycle. And it took me a while to fall back to sleep. So you guys can tell in this podcast, we're actually going to be talking about dreams But there is another kind of dreams that we talk about that are even better than the ones that we dream at night. The ones that we like even more, the ones that we love the most, the kind of dreams that take place during the day when we're fully and totally awake. No, I'm not talking about daydreaming or when your mind starts to drift. We're actually talking about something that's way more heart pumping and exhilarating. We love dreaming together, Travis, about the possibilities of what could be and dreaming about all that God has for us on the other side of tomorrow. That is like one of the most craziest kind of dreaming is not at night, but what would God have us do today, tomorrow, and in our lives? You know, we're talking about dreams, about a land called the future, a land that's borders begin right here in this very moment. You know, everyone has dreams. Even the greatest of pessimists want something better for the future. I know, Travis, you have dreams and I have dreams. It's in all of us. Dreams are the belief that something good could be waiting for us a little bit further beyond the horizon. Webster's Dictionary says that dreams are a strongly desired goal or purpose Something that fully satisfies a wish. Yeah, Don, I think that dreams, dreams for our lives uh, and married couples that have dreams together, I mean, that's like gasoline in the tank of your car. Right. Like yep. it, it takes you so far, like we could fill up our car and get to the mountains, yep. but we don't live next to mountains, but but that's what dreams do. It's like one day I think I could experience this and it's so powerful. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We would also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. Yes, we all dream. I know as little girls, many times they dream about being a mom and having their own families or maybe landing on the moon as an astronaut or to work as an engineer in one of its first colonies. Young guys dream about finding a girl to fall in love with, a a woman they can live the rest of their lives with and have a family. 
Or I think of middle-aged couples in their 50s dream of retirement that is a huge reward for a life of discipline and hard work and one that might provide a bit more rest and relaxation. You know, we all dream. We dream of our next car, our next vacation, our promotion, our first crush, our graduation from college, our first job, and our first house. Our lives are filled with the notion of dreams that can pull joy and happiness from the deepest parts of our souls. Yeah, I think it's so important to think about this as a couple, Don, and to think about what are the dreams that God has given us. You know, you and I, but also anybody that's listening that's married. Because sadly, life, other people and sometimes even our own negative thoughts have a way of squashing and killing our dreams. Yeah, dream killers. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why it's important to know where the intersection of dreams and reality can come together. So how can you keep your dreams of a better future alive, so alive that they literally begin to appear right before your eyes? For me, that question always takes me back to my sleep, to my sleep walking. Yeah. Again, I have three generations of sleepwalkers in my family and I I'm the ultimate sleepwalker, I think, in a bad way, a good way, I don't know. But earlier, you guys know, I mentioned how my sleepwalking can often become me literally walking out my dreams. That's exactly what you do. You jump out of bed and you're walking. So true, Don. And I was thinking about it one day for a long time, thinking about my, you know, sleepwalking and wondering why God has blessed me or cursed me and allowed me to be a person who literally walks out through sleepwalking, the dreams that I'm having at night during my sleep. And that's when it hit me. The thought hit me one day that I'm not a sleepwalker. I'm a dreamwalker. What is a dreamwalker? It's someone who literally walks out their dreams. It's someone who has a God-given dream and they begin to take the first steps required to make that dream a reality. And as a married couple, like I said before, having dreams and then the boldness to begin walking out those dreams is so crucial to the strength of your relationship and the personal growth that God has for you as an individual. We need to be dreamwalkers. That's what we need to do in our marriage. We need to be dream walkers. Yeah. And we need to be that way in every single day of our lives and allow that to be injected in our relationships, our actions, our energy, all of those things. For some of you listening, you have dreams of a happy marriage filled with adventure, romance, passion, and kindness. Hang on to that dream. Give it new life. Maybe some of you have a dream of a job with a boss who encourages you and coaches you to become the best you can be. Keep going with your current job and your lousy boss, but keep sending out resumes. And one day God's going to get you that boss. Maybe your dream is financial security and freedom and living a debt-free life. I love that dream. Maybe it's a life without fear or anxiety. Don't let the world, don't let your life tell you that you are ruled by fear. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of sound mind. Maybe your dream is owning your dream home. Maybe that's what it is. Not just a a dream at night or a dream during the day, but living, you know, like cooking meals and doing laundry in a dream home. Like, oh, this is the place that I could raise a family and have my grandkids come back home for Christmas. Maybe it's finishing your college education or starting a business. Finishing your college education. That was my dream. I fulfilled that dream in my 30s. Like that was a dream that I had for a long time. And I love that, Don, that you did not give up on your dream. Jack Johnson once said this. He said, don't let your dreams be dreams. Hmm. 
When I read that, I was like, whoa, this is incredible. So many people talk about their dreams and so many people let their dreams be dreams, but they never walk them out. And that's what this podcast is about, is that couples should be dream walkers, people who literally create a marriage where they walk out their dreams. Yeah, Donna, as you know, you and I, we have dreamed some dreams that are kind of big. Some big Uh, dreams. Yeah. And we didn't just let them be dreams. We went after them like the house that we just recently bought and we're fixing up. That was a dream of ours for a while. We wanted to buy another property and that was a dream and we made it a reality. Yeah. I wanted to get a master's degree and teach at a college. And I did that. I taught at a couple different colleges. I know Travis, when we were younger, we had a dream of having kids, right? Like we wanted to have kids. Oh man. And that's what we did. We had two kids. That was a dream and it became a reality. Well, Don, like you mentioned earlier, you wanted to go back to college and you did that. Like you went back to college and you graduated at the top of your class. I know, Travis, we are currently working on some dreams. We both had a dream about writing a book. We wrote one together and now I'm in the middle or almost finished with one. And you just sent one off to a publisher. So whatever your dreams are, they are what the future is made of. If you don't dream, your future will be as it is now. The same and predictable moment over and over and over and over again. But I believe with all my heart, if you dream, your future has the potential to not only become a reality, but to far surpass anything you could ever think or imagine. Add God into the equation of the possibility of your dreams, and you will have an even greater chance that your future will be filled with love and peace. Don, I happen to think that there are a lot of couples that spend a lot of time in conflict or spend a lot of time just chasing money, um, or maybe they're just chasing pleasure or hedonism. And, and they're missing all that God has for them because they they don't have that purpose, that one or two dreams that God is wanting. Now, the cool thing is, is that God actually has a dream for your life, for your marriage, for your relationship as a married couple. And the dream definitely involved knowing you and having a relationship with you. That's part of God's dream. He also has a dream for your overall life and the great experiences that he's planned for you, whatever those might be. There's a scripture that really speaks to this well. It's right out of the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says this about God's dreams for all of us, for our lives, and even for our relationship with him. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. I mean, certainly this passage is talking about all that God has planned for us in heaven. Don, I know one day you and I are going to die. We're going to hold each other's hands for the last time and we're going to end up in heaven. And that's what this verse is talking about. When we get to heaven, it's going to blow our minds. Yet this verse is also talking about all the amazing things that God has prepared for those who love him right here, right now on this earth during your lifetime. Do you believe that? Are you ready to go after your dreams and live them out as a couple? Charles, do you remember the last time that you were in the most amazing dream while you were sleeping and you kept telling yourself that you knew that you were in a dream, but you wanted to stay in that dream. You wanted to stay oh, asleep. But I then, love those dreams. You know, suddenly I don't know where all of a sudden you hear that beep and it's your alarm clock or, you know, maybe me or you, we wake each other up. Or maybe when you're younger, your mom wakes you up or you have a roommate wake you up and you are interrupted in your sleep and your dreams are over. All of a sudden you wake up. It's such a bummer oh, I hate to that. be pulled it's out of your worst. dreams, especially when they're good dreams. When they're bad dreams, hey, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, wake but, me up. <laughs> (laughs) when they're good dreams, 
You don't want to be pulled out of your dreams, but it's equally frustrating to have someone pull you out of the dreams you have for your life with their negativity and discouragement. There's times where we will have big dreams and someone might have spoken something in our life and it's discouraged us and made us think through our dream again. So what do you do if your dreams as an individual and as a married couple are dead and not as alive as they should be? We need to have alive dreams. We need to be the dream walkers. Well, it's really quite simple what we should do. You know what? If you feel like your dreams have been squashed, we need to start dreaming again, especially as a couple. You need to dream together. We just did that the other day. You asked me, Don, what are your dreams? I did. And we talked yeah. about it. And I gave you several things. And you helped me even go a little bit deeper with my yeah, dreams. Yeah, that was so fun. And Don, without even um, trying, I- I've kind of stumbled across dreams, like literal dream walking. I've been reading out of the book of Joshua in the Bible. And it talks about, you know, Moses had a dream to get all of God's people out of Egypt and into the promised land right. to take over this gorgeous land and to possess it, but he died in the wilderness. And all of those people, it said every last one of them died except for Joshua and Caleb. And they took that dream that God had given Moses, that God had given them. And then they led the people into the promised land. So I would say, do what they did. Start dreaming again, even though Moses or somebody else has died or other people around you are discouraging you saying, you can't go in. You don't have what it takes. No, bring that dream back to life. So what are some things that we can do that we would encourage you guys that are listening as a couple to dream? Here's what we would encourage you to do. Sleep with your eyes wide open. What does that mean? Well, what has God laid out before you and that you have the ability to bring to life? You know, there's one couple that pops in my mind that we knew for a long time and they're great people. He wanted to start a bus company. That sounds strange, but he bought one bus, then he bought two, then he bought three and his bus company is continuing to grow. We have friends where he wanted to start a charter airline company and now he owns a hangar and several airplanes and he's bought them for millions of dollars. And these are people we've spent enormous amount of time with. It all started with a dream. A dream. I remember he would, he would do pilot lessons, you know, flying lessons on his computer. And then he started flying famous people around the world. Now he owns his own airline company. So sleep with your eyes wide open. Also invite God into your dreams. Ask God to give you wisdom and discernment on one specific dreams to pursue and when to pursue them. I think that's important. Timing is huge and inviting God into it. I would also say take off limiters. God doesn't give you dreams just to torment you. He gives them to you to grow you. He wants to build your faith. I think sometimes, Don, God gives us dreams that are so much bigger right. than ourselves because he wants us to, to rely on him and to have the faith to know that only with him right. can we see those dreams become a reality. Again, we're talking about what you can do if you find out you know your dreams have, have died or maybe you don't have those dreams. Refuse to grow up. Be a kid again and refuse to grow up. Adults grow up and swear off childhood dreams. Don't do that. Hang on to your dreams with a childlike faith. And that's something so simple. That's one of my favorite ones, Don. I think that's so important because Jesus had little kids sit on his lap and he said, look, if you want to enter God's kingdom, you got to become like a little child. Why? They have incredible faith. Yeah. Get specific. Don't just dream about the kind of dad or mom that you would like to be. 
and say, you know what, I want to be a great mom, write down specifics about what a great mom looks like, acts like, and leads like. Or if you want to be a great wife, what does that look like? Also, be careful who you tell your dreams to. Remember Joseph in the Bible? He told his dreams to his brothers, and what did they do? They sold them yeah. into slavery. Yeah, they that's were not good. dream killers, but they were actually going after Joseph. And we all know some dream killers, and sometimes they're they're closer than our enemies right. who are really far away. And that's why it's so important to keep the biggest tree, dreams close to your chest right. and close to just those that you know will protect you and love you. Some of us need to get scrappy and adopt the I will find a way model for your life and become determined that you will see your dreams live out. Yeah, Don, when I think of dreams, I also think of don't wake them up. I mean, what does that mean to not wake up your dream? Well, if your spouse is an inspiring, amazing dream, let them walk out their dream. Don't be a dream killer. Don't be Joseph's brother and sell your spouse into slavery. Sadly, we start out with so many dreams in life, like you mentioned earlier, Don, but so often someone else comes along and they try to shake us out of pursuing our dreams with their negativity and their toxic life lifestyle of mediocrity, of just getting by. But don't be the dream killer spouse that holds your future and marriage back from all that God wants for it. And I would say, encourage the dreams of others, not just your spouse, but you have a chance to help people find their dreams. And so when you can help connect the dots in other people's lives, do that. I mean, I've personally introduced two couples to each other unintentionally, and now they're married. Crazy. I didn't, wasn't trying to be a matchmaker, but I've also helped people discover talents and their dreams. And it's so fulfilling to do that. Many of you have done that. Keep doing that. Encouraging the dreams of others. What are we talking about? We're talking about being a dream walker, kind of like I am at night. I'm a sleepwalker, but the reason why I call myself a dream walker is because I literally, Don, I, I, I will get up out of bed, as you know, and I'll start walking around and I can see my dream, but I'm walking around right. our bedroom or our home. I think of a dream that is kind of reoccurring where sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I look at you, Don, and I'm like, don't move. Don't move. <laughs> why? Because there's this I mean, huge hole, like this 50-foot hole that has fallen out underneath our house. And now there's only one board left in our bedroom holding us up. And our bed is teetering back and forth. And I'm like, Don, don't move. We're going to fall. We're going to fall. And it's a dream, right? But uh, I'm looking over. a very over, common dream. Very common. <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking over the edge of my bed. And I can see this thousand-foot drop-off underneath our bed. But, but literally, I am dream walking. And that's the way that we need to be during the day day, walking out our dreams. So again, we're talking about dreams, but Travis, how do we know the difference between dreams and just exciting ideas? You know, I think we need to know what the difference is. An exciting idea is just an idea and probably shouldn't be acted upon, but it could be a dream that God has given you to walk out if you are talented or skilled enough to potentially achieve the dream that you have. So if you have the skills or the talents, that's probably a dream that God has given you and that you need to walk out. If it's a real dream, a God-given dream, others will confirm and have confirmed your talents and skills required for making that dream 
a reality. Yeah, and I would add to that, Don, that it's likely you have a God-given dream if you have an insatiable hunger and an unrelenting motivation that are, you know, constantly bubbling up together inside of you. I think of a guy who listens to this podcast a lot who decided to get into real estate. He left a, an incredible job and he just had that hunger, that passion, and he went after it and now he's crushing it. He's killing it. You know, they say it, it takes a minimum of 10000 thousand hours of practice and hard work to reach a world-class level in almost any area. Well, ideas are fun for a few hours, and then those exciting ideas, they disappear into your rear view mirror the moment the next sunrise welcomes your sleepy head. But dreams, dreams given to you by God, they won't go away, and they often wake you up in the middle of the night. You know it's a God-given dream when the dots of opportunity for your specific dream seem to almost connect themselves to one another right before your eyes. Don't miss them. When people have dreams that God has given them, when they work hard to perfect the necessary skills required to walk out that dream, then they will often find opportunities that others seem to overlook. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that. I've heard so many stories from real life people who are like, hey, I was right here at this time. Like one of our friends who runs this incredible business and it all happened because his daughter's cell phone broke. And now he's running a super successful Apple repair company. Like, how cool is that? That he's he's gotten into that, but it was because he was connecting the dots. And I think a dream from God is also faith for the impossible that seems realistically plausible. I know that sounds strange and it's kind of one of those corny rhymes, but faith for the impossible that seems realistically plausible. In other words, you believe for something that, you know what? you actually think it could maybe happen. And if it's not, you're thinking, but when? It will happen someday. And you're just believing that. Well, here's the key. This is what we're trying to tell you. Be a dream walker and create a marriage where you live out your dreams. We all need to dream. Have big dreams for your marriage. God has a plan and a purpose for your marriage. Live out those God-given dreams. Don't take dreams that you had a long time ago and maybe you put on the shelf. Stay there. Grab them off the shelf and live those dreams out. They can become a reality. Yeah. And why is that important for married couples? Because man, it is so invigorating. It's so like strap on your seatbelt and you are going to have the most amazing marriage and life together if you grab a hold of the God-given dreams that he's placed in your hearts and you work hard to see them happen. It's just really cool because all you have to do is dream and then you create the goals to see that dream come true. That's all it takes. Dream big and have the goals to create that dream and make it happen. We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you've got this. You can do it. Keep loving the fight. Hey, we'll see you next time.